this is Daniel Orton, and welcome to the Stay Podcast. Here, my purpose is to strengthen the apostolic why. Relationship is most likely the most important thing on the face of this earth. Nobody wants to be alone or feel alone. That is what most every human, even animals in this world, desire. Many don't stay married because of no relationship. They don't spend the time needed to get to know one another or develop a good quality relationship because they didn't build that relationship to the point that it needed to be before entering the marriage or continue to build a relationship after the marriage ceremony. So they just didn't really know each other. They wanted a relationship but didn't want to put the time into what it takes to really develop a real relationship. If you're going to stay in the church, then you must have relationships that will keep you there. One of my greatest relationships that I have is my beautiful wife, Cheryl. And today she is on here with us. So, introduce yourself, wife. Hi, I'm Cheryl. (laughs) We have enjoyed almost 30 years. We just celebrated 29 years of marriage. So, almost 30 years of marriage. So, I think we're qualified to talk about relationships a little bit. But, so, we got a little bit of notes here. I do, and we're going to jump into this and just talk about it for a little bit here. So, first, let's talk about what is a relationship. That's our subject today. We're talking about relationship. Because if you're really going to stay in the church, I think it's very important that you have not only relationship with Jesus, but you need to develop a relationship with your with your church with your pastor your leaders of your church and even some individuals inside of that church because as i talked about connections last week you need something that connects you to the church where you develop relationships it becomes sometimes when the relationship with god gets rocky and it does get there sometimes because of trials and tests you need other people to help pull you back in the line. So, you got any thoughts right now? Nothing yet. <laughs> so, let's talk about what a relationship is. Relationship as a noun is connection between persons by blood or marriage. Connections, associated or involvement between two parties. An emotional connection between two people. And we know there's all kinds of different relationships, but I said the ones we're going to concentrate on today that I want to talk about is, number one, our relationship with Jesus and what it takes to keep us connected and have that relationship with Jesus. So, um, so I think I've always compared serving God, our relationship with God, as a relationship with the marriage, so... What's kept us married almost 30 years? Refusing to quit, I guess. Refusing to quit. Come on, give me more than that. What do you mean? I mean, through the trials, through the tests. We've been through a few things in our life. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
gotta be determined and really know each other and care about each other. Yeah, you can't just, um, so I love to hunt and fish, so I can't just hunt and fish all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And you love to shop. <laughs> Not like some people do. Oh, that's true, I guess so. <laughs> so you got to be willing to, to put some time and effort into it or it's never going to happen. Yeah. And... You know, you can't just have a relationship where it's just always in passing or when you feel like it. A lot of times you got to do it when you don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody say that relationship um, is 100%. The relationship itself is 100%. And sometimes that means one person is doing 99% and the other one's doing one. So you got to be willing to pack the other one at times mm-hmm. to make it work. And I guess it's maybe not always like that with Jesus and that's why you do, why some people don't make it is we don't always feel like he's packing us because we don't seem, it's not as tangible as other people and that's why we need other people in the church. The church, the pastor, relationship with other people to help get us through that thing. I'm not sure I know where you're going with this. All right. Tragedy. Let's talk about tragedy. Um, If you're living for God and you have a tragedy in your life and all of a sudden you get upset at God and you're not willing to forgive or maybe even you're upset at somebody else, whatever, you're not willing to forgive, you need other people to come in there and help you Stay connected to God and keep that relationship you need with Him. Mm-hmm. By that, so you're just saying you people need to keep a relationship with the church until they can get back to a relationship yes. with God. Yes. Yeah. And of course, the goal is that we can get to that place. I believe that we have such a relationship that. It's hard for it to ever shake, ever to be shaken. We have such a relationship with God that we can't hardly be shaken. We know Him in such an intimate way. But I, I feel like a lot of people leave the church. They don't stay in the church at the beginning is because they don't get that connection. Um, they don't have that connection at first with God. So that's why it's important to go to church. I don't know if you can ever have that connection in the beginning to start with because Mm -hmm. you're always, it's always going to take time to get to know somebody. Yeah. And I feel like I barely scratched the surface even now on getting to know God. And I feel like it's just, it's a time thing. Yeah. And as far as, like, even with us, it's a time thing. And you're, it's a process in getting to know somebody every day. Yeah. And I think it's very important that we know 
know God in that type of way to where it becomes a very intimate thing to where you know him so well. And he, of course, he knows you because he created you, but, but, um, knowing him as who he really is, I think is very, very important. Knowing he is, he is what he says he is, and he will do what he says when we could trust him. So, and that only comes through time. Time. And, and really, I guess that's what it's going to really boil down to more than anything in relationship is it's time. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a marriage, whether it's a friendship, whether it's even with your children. You know, we have, a, typically it's the dad most of the time who work, you know, 12 hours a day, even more, seven days a week, and not spend no time with their kids and then wonder why them and their kids never get along. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same way with God. When the only time you ever want anything from him is when you go to him and just say, or the only time you ever having conversations with God is when you, only time he goes when you want something. Mm-hmm. And it can't be like that. It's got to be a, a place that we can sincerely get to know him. Uh, I mean, after 30 years, a lot of times we know what we're thinking. Or you think you do. Well, we know each other better <laughs> than anybody else knows us anyway <laughs> because we've spent a lot of time with each other and it, i think it's what it really boils down to time you've got to take the time to develop a relationship you can't just run into it and this is uh the issue we have this generation is that instant gratification generation they just won't uh give it to me now I want a thirty mar- I want a thirty year marriage in thirty days, or I want to have a prayer life like uh, G. A. Mangan after I've been in church for just a few weeks. It don't work like that. It takes time, and we got to dig in there, dig deep, and get a hold of it. And um, if we don't, he's going to have a hard time staying in the church. Mm-hmm. It's so important to take that time to develop and get to know God in such a way that we know Him. And one reason, I think, is uh, these scriptures. It's Matthew 7, 13. Uh, through, I don't know how far I'm going to go down here, but let me read it. Enter ye, straight, enter ye in the, at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which Leave the life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raving wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes or thorns or figs or thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth not good fruit is hewn down and cast in the fire. Wherefore, by their fruit you shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is heaven. And I know I read probably a lot that maybe necessarily some might not think we should have, but I think Jesus is trying to establish that if somebody has a relationship with them, you're going to see his 
fruits on them. And that is the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy. You know, you go through all the piece, the fruit of the Spirit. And then he says, not everybody who just says, I have a relationship with God has a relationship with God. In verse 22, he says, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? Then I will profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. And that word new, as I've said this many times, you've heard me say it in preaching, those who have listened to me here at our church, whatever. New there means a intimate relationship as Adam knew his wife and they had their children. And we got to have such an intimate relationship with God that it's more than just saying, oh, I go to church. I pay my tithes. I um, even stand up and raise my hands. This, I never knew. Actually, if you click on it, on the, uh, the Bible dictionary on, the, on my phone I got, it, it puts all that together. I never knew. And it means from the, let me see where here it is. To learn to know, come to know, get a knowledge of, perceive, to become to know, understand, perceive, have knowledge of, to understand, to know. It's a Jewish idiom of sexual intercourse between a man and a woman to become acquainted with, to know. So is basically what he's saying is, look, you've done all these great things, but I don't really know you because we don't have a relationship, a close relationship. And um, I think it's very crucial, it's very important that we know God in such a way. And that takes a lot of time to get to know God. Mm-hmm. And we're living in a generation where they do not like commitment. And it takes a commitment to really get to know God. And, and I, I said it earlier about I think it's important to have that relationship with the church. It's important to have that relationship with your pastor, the leaders in the church, and even strong individuals in the church that can help bridge that gap to where you can get to know Jesus like we really need knowing. I think there's another thing that's just as important, and that is avoiding the distractions that keep you from actually being able to spend time with God like you need to. Absolutely. And I like I was actually telling you about it this morning. Just the busyness of life like yesterday, there's a few little things that happened that caused me to not have a peaceful night's sleep. Mm-hmm. And then when I woke up this morning, there were more hurdles that I had to jump over to be able to really get in contact with God like I need to. Yeah. And Brother Eli Hernandez in that book uh, that we read, Maintaining Divine Authority or something like that. I don't remember yeah. for sure what the name of it was. But uh, he talked about uh, making sure that your ear was only pierced for the things of God and that your eye was only pierced for the things of God, making sure that we see right, that we hear right, maintaining divine operation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But uh, making sure that we see what we need to see and hear what we need to hear. 
if we don't watch it, we'll become so distracted by the things of this world that we can't really talk to God and get to know Him like we need to. And if we don't know Him, we're not going to stay in the church. Right. And I think that's why we have this distracted generation. And Brother Bobby Wade said, he was praying about God removing and rebuking the distractions. And Mm -hmm. God basically said, look, you've got to remove the distractions. Yeah, you can't rebuke them. You have you to remove them. You've got yeah. to remove them. And, yeah. and it has to be done daily, really. Yes. Because if you don't watch it, even when we're trying our best to live for God, something's going to happen that's going to distract you momentarily, and you have to choose every day to crucify your flesh. Yeah, and that's why you know we see the Scripture said, Paul said, I die daily and mm-hmm. take up your cross and follow me. It's not something that... The cross is not something we lay down and pick up when we want to. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, it's not a physical cross, but the cross is the, the fact that we're bearing the burden of Jesus and we're, we're um, taking the time to develop a relationship. And if we, only time we ever talk to, to the Lord or try to get to know Him is when we're in trouble or need something. That's not going to fly too good. Mm-mm. It's the only time. If I only time I ever walked in here and never talked to you is if I said, "Oh, give me some supper," or yeah, this or that, or like your kids. If the only time they ever talked to you were yeah, hey, daddy, I need. Hey, mama, I need. Yeah, that's not a relationship. That's just like a piggy bank. Uh, yeah, I seen somewhere. I've, I seen it earlier. Is it an affair or a relationship? Hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people, it's almost as if they're having an affair, with, trying to have an affair with God and not a relationship. You can't do that. Tell me what you mean by that. Uh, what is an affair? Well, that's a short-term intimate relationship. Exactly. Right? It's somebody just, just when they want a thrill or some kind of excitement, an affair is when they're leaving what the relationship they're supposed to be in and go trying to have an affair with something else. It's almost like well, that's what people do with God. Well, or just you when can... I need some satisfaction, let me go see God. Or just when I need something, let me go see God. Or could you not say that somebody knows that God is there for them and gives them what they need, and they go out in the world to try yeah. to have an affair? Both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Because it seems to me like not too highly likely somebody's going to come into the church short term like that. But it Unless has happened. Unless they're really worried. I don't know. But here's the truth of the matter, yeah. though, from our experience, my experience anyway. Typically, somebody doesn't come to the church unless they need something. Yeah. That's more like a kid running home from their wild college mm-hmm. life to daddy and mama to get money that they could go back and do what they want to do. But that don't keep somebody. No. I've seen many times somebody come to church to get their marriage put together. They need a job. They need this. They need that. They need healing. And once that comes, they never develop a relationship in that process. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to my last episode I had on connection. Their only connection was their miracle or their need. And that doesn't keep you in the church. 
were you talking here well back it seems like i remember you saying something about it about your mama talking about somebody yes who only come around when they needed a job yeah 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 it was the last episode i was talking okay. about. i remember mom saying that it was like well they got a job they won't be coming here too much longer and sure enough they left and it lived right across the road in the church mm-hmm. but after they lost their job again here they come again so but um it's so so important that we develop take the time it's what you said earlier and it's, it's take the time mm-hmm. as far you know it's like you and you and i we try to take the time to go on dates and you know before we go to bed a lot of times we sit there and talk and just have sit down time it's so important and it's the same with God. We have to do the same thing. If we're going to stay, mm-hmm. you got to develop relationship. Like and this. it's more like constant contact, like yes. text throughout the day, talking at lunchtime, stuff like that. Yeah. And it's not always something big and exciting. It's just an ongoing conversation. And what you were talking about earlier about having a relationship with the people in the church early on, that won't sustain you. No. Because that would be kind of the for like for instance the one who needed the job and all that just coming back because they knew that those people were there they knew they had a relationship with God this it can help it it helps to have an extra connection and it that people who can intercede for you but in the end it's going to take you building a relationship with God yeah. It is. And that's a day in, day out thing. It is the comparison of this, that the church is the bride and Jesus is the husband. And we have so many people that only has a relationship with the bride. It is important. The church is there to help us. But ultimately, we have to get that relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take time. It's going to take some intimacy and when we talk about intimacy with this, of course, we know what it means between a husband and a spouse, but what does it mean between God and us? What is what is intimacy between? Because this is this is what it takes time. You don't, intimacy doesn't just, it's not a hot, burning, flash, passion like people have sometimes that creates disasters in our life. Intimacy is something else. What do you, what do you see as that? Coming from a woman's perspective and intimacy. Well, it's when you have the confidence, the trust that you can lay your soul bare. I mean, the truth is, God knows it all anyway. So when you can realize nothing you're going to say is going to shock God and that he's going to love you anyway, and that's the same way with the husband, whatever. Yeah. To know that you know and that you can trust to open up and really be real with God and that he's there. And it, there's a song, uh, Brian Free and Assurance, that really, I guess, whenever I first started getting to know God, it just it tore me up. And I realized that I was there. 
said, there's a place in my heart where even I wouldn't go. I had some things hidden there. I didn't want no one to know. He said, but he handed me the key with tears of love on his face. He said, let me make you clean. Let me go in your secret place. And that, when I finally was willing to do that with God, that's when I really started to get to know God and to build a relationship with him. And ironically, I think it made a difference in our marriage as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that can be a podcast for another time, but mm-hmm. after, what, 14, 15 years of marriage? I don't know. It's a long process, honestly. Yeah, it took a long process. It's like but... peeling back layers of an onion. Yeah. But we, at, well, I guess, you know, that was kind of give and take as we went through it, mm-hmm. each other bearing our soul to each other to where I don't think there's no secrets between yeah. us at all. Yeah. And if you if you look at it, I mean, this goes all the way back to the beginning of the Bible, the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. We see in the garden that Adam and Eve had such a relationship they could stand before the Lord naked and unashamed. Mm-hmm. And when sin came in, sin separated and caused that shame to come and because of that sin jesus came looking for that time that they the time we talked about Mm -hmm. and they weren't there and he said where you at adam well we hid ourselves because we was naked Mm -hmm. they were ashamed to get in front of him stand before him because something had distracted them something Mm -hmm. had caused the sever of that relationship and they could not stand before him and this is how people are they can't have the real relationship where they can stand. You know, and of course, this was, that is a type of where we are now. They was actually physically naked, but mm-hmm. us, we are naked emotionally, I guess would be a, a way to say it. Where we're, yeah. we're willing to bear everything before God. Just like, you know, was praying with an individual at church the other night. And he's, this person had been through a lot of hurt, a lot of pain. He's having struggling with, um, forgiven some people and I asked him in his prayer he'd been having trouble to break through in his prayer and I asked him I said why don't want you to pr- I want you to pray like this with me you know that way uh, he, he didn't like just say oh I forgive you because it's really what he needs to do to be able to have the relationship he needs with God is to forgive and um, but I asked him I said do this pray Lord I thank you for all the hurt I've been through because I know it's making me it's helping me to become what you want me to be. And I knew that would be a way to, to him to maybe start breaking through that, toward that barrier is not between him and God, and he can get close to him. And he struggled, but he did say he felt better afterwards. Now he got a long road to go, but... Yeah, it's a very hard thing to be yes. able to say and actually truly mean it. Sometimes you have to say something like that over and over yes. again before you actually mean what you're saying. Yeah, and that is a... Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is a subject for another podcast, definitely, because it's very important. But um, the quote I I had I was going to share is somebody said, one of the tragedies that of the day we live in is that people come to church and learn about God, but they don't know God. Mm-hmm. And it is possible to know about God without knowing God. And... We get this vision of what we think God is, and He's not. Mm-hmm. And we're so there. When we really, I think, know who and what He is, we can bear it all. 
mm-hmm. when we know he's not going to leave us and forsake us. And yeah. Now that comes through the word and through prayer, and you're not you can't just go into prayer and just talk 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 and never listen. Yeah. And you can't um, go into it without reading his word. You're you have to have those things to actually know who he is. One thing that I think has made a big difference in my life too is also something I think eh, it's and I think Josh Herring actually is the one that preached this about those seven prayers mm-hmm. of of submission and when um he said every day he prays God I submit myself to your word I submit myself to your name I submit to your blood I submit to the Holy Ghost I submit to your will I submit to angelic authority and I submit to the man of God when you truly learn to submit to him and then you actually speak his word over your life and ask him to wash you in the water of his word and wash you in his blood, he'll do those things and you will get to know him better. Yeah, I think it's it's so very important. I, when I pray them things, you know, a lot of times it's a fast prayer, just a prayer, but when I have the time to sit and just really think about what you're talking think about, think about it. Yeah. Um, he put it in a certain order. If I got a certain order, I go through with it. And the first one I use always is the word. Mm-hmm. Because I the think word, it's, your name, that's, yeah, that's the found to me. That's the foundation of yeah. all of it is his word. Mm-hmm. If we're not submitted to it because that is him, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I was, um, I was teaching to the Sturgis church mm-hmm. Sunday morning about baptism you know, after our initial baptism, um, we can be, we can, after we sin, of course, we're going to sin again after our initial repentance and baptism. We're going to sin again because we're human. Mm-hmm. I told them, I said, we can't be baptized again. And matter of fact, we should be baptized every day. And everybody's washing like, washing the water of his yeah. word. Yeah. Washing the water of his word. And what yeah. that word does, it, what it's designed to do is be a mirror that we can look at. And be honest and say, okay. The mirror of his word. This is this is what I look like and, and the word shows us what we look like. And we can be honest. And I think that... You better be honest. Do you think that is probably one of the most key components in developing a relationship? Is honesty? Is honesty. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're not honest, you can't really have a relationship. If, you, if your relationship is built on lies, it's going to crumble. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people don't want to take the time because they know it's, you go being honest, a lot of times it's going to take some time to work through the details. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times people don't like to take the time to work no, through all the details. And you're on audio and you can't see the eyes she's giving me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but thank goodness for my wonderful wife because she's she has helped me work through <laughs> a lot of the details. If you're not familiar with the Enneagram... Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems that I'm a one, and that's the ones who don't like to admit their mistakes, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm better at it than I was. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, and and I was talking about, you know, we were talking about how our relationship growed as we got uh, longer in the marriage. It finally got to the point where there was a particular subject that. 
I realized that had caused a lot of emotional issues to Cheryl. And when I was real honest and asked her to forgive me, that's probably where our relationship really, truly deepened to, mm-hmm. to a greater spot now. And I think that's what it's going to take if you're going to develop that relationship that's going to keep you in the church. You're going to have to be honest and bear your soul to God. And I think another thing is being honest with yourself. Yeah. And that is something that I have learned that there are so many people who believe their own lies that it's scary. And it, as long as you're believing your own lies and and I think, would you say what you preached one time, the biggest lie you tell yeah, yourself? Yeah, the biggest lie I ever told. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. You have to realize that we're not okay. None of us are okay without God, and we all need His blood to cover us. And yeah. we just need to come before Him open and honest and let Him heal us. Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, and you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. Yeah. That's when we're willing to open up all of our heart, bear our heart, bear our soul. And honestly, that's what develops real friendship, whether it be God, your spouse, your kids, or whoever, you know. I mean, you look at, you see parents that in public, they're one thing, but them kids see them back at home and they're something else. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, goodness, them kids, especially if it has something to do with the church, they see them go to church and, or whether it's social media or church or whatever, and they look like they're the greatest Christians in the world and they get back home and they're not honest and, and they see the real person who they are and them kids are like, well, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. And it messes up relationship. But, and I know there's a fine line with some people. You can't just... Uh, you can't put all your dirty laundry out there and no, everybody. But you can to God. You can to you God. You better to God. You can to God. You got to. Yeah. You got to lay it out. You've got to spill it, be open. And as you said earlier, you're not going to say anything that's going to shock God. Nope. I mean, it's just like Adam and Eve in the garden. He asked them the question, why? But he already knew. Mm-hmm. But he wanted them. To be willing to say, this is my problem. Yeah. And when they did, then the healing came. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, God, you know, slayed the animal and put the coats on them. And, but judgment still come with that. But anyway. Mm-hmm. But we got to be willing to seek him with everything we have. And um, we got to be able to just be honest. Mm-hmm. I think it's really probably the bedrock of relationship is, is honesty mm-hmm. and in a relationship and I especially when it comes to God you you gotta be willing to take a no mm-hmm. along with the yes um, brother who was it brother Carson just a priest an incredible message not too long ago and um the wounds of my friend, I think is what he named it. And he was talking about the importance of having friends that um, can say something that's hurtful, but yet you know they love you. 
Oh, you're saying a friend who will be honest with you? Yes. <laughs> you need somebody to be honest with you, and you know they love you enough. To tell you the truth. To tell you the truth. And I think it's a lot of times why some people can't handle the relationship with God. Because once you get honest with Him, He'll tell you the truth, and yeah. then it's hard. It's I mean, that's tough. what you're talking about, the mirror of God's Word. If you look in the mirror and you see dirt on your face and you don't do anything about it and you just go about your business anyway, what good is the mirror? It don't do you any good at all. Right. You might as well hang something over top of it or take it down or throw it away. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's, you got to be honest. You got to be honest and you got to have that time to put into it and dig it out. Because if you don't, you're going to have a hard time staying in the church. Mm-hmm. And if you don't show up to church, you don't show up to prayer. You don't show up to daily reading the word. Um, you're just going to have a hard time with it. So, yeah. Yeah. But listen, come home. If I didn't come home every day, <laughs> you wouldn't have a relationship. I wouldn't have a relationship. No. I didn't come home here. And if I did, I didn't talk to you. Mm hmm. Let's go farther than that. What if I come home, you fix me supper, and I just don't eat? Yeah. Wouldn't go well. Wouldn't go well at all. Mm. So, or... Or you're not thankful. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. There's so many things you can do with it. Yeah. Or you wash my clothes, and I put the dirty ones back on. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So we see this happen so much in the church. People come, you know, first, you can't even get them there. To develop a relationship, whether it's at church or in the prayer room mm-hmm. at their house. He's give us a word to read, but we don't pick it up and read it. Yeah. Or we don't go to church and have it fed to us. So we do get there. Nowadays, this is what we run into. They're still on the phone the whole time playing games, looking at social media or whatever, and don't even eat what's been prepared. Mm-hmm. Then we wonder why we have struggles with relationships. So anyway... It's been about 38 minutes. We probably need to bring this to you. You got any closing thoughts on this subject? Uh, I noticed you had something about the more we seek him, the more we find him. I was just going to, the words to an old song. The more I seek you, the more I find you. I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand, lay back against you and breathe. Feel your heartbeat. This love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. I rest in your peace. It's overwhelming. That's an offer that he gives us, really. I mean, he he wants us to seek him, and he promises us that when we seek him, we will find him. And the more we do it, the more we're going to get to know him. And the more that we get to know him, the more we're going to trust him. Uh, there's a verse. I'm not exactly sure how it goes, but I know it's exact. It's true. Uh, patience works experience experience works hope and hope makes not ashamed yeah and that is how that's how we build a relationship with him is we go through things and we find out that he's there with us and we learn that we can trust him just through the experience of life and 
spending time with him and finding out that he really loves us and that he's going to take care of us. Yeah, that's, um, we have to trust him because if you don't, then. And honestly, you can't really just trust blindly. No. You do to some extent, I guess, in the beginning, but the more you get to know him, the more you really do trust him. Yeah. And I was, I was trying to find that scripture, but for time's sake, I won't worry about it. But that is absolutely the truth. When you go through it, you begin to trust him. And the more you know him, uh, the more you will love him because God is love. So if, if, um, you know, he is the definition of love. And here's the thing with love. Love is a choice. Romans 5, 5. Romans 5, 5. Okay. But um, God is love. And love is a choice. It's a decision. And there's just, if you're going to have a relationship with God, you're just going to have to take the time, be honest, be consistent and realize there's going to be some ups and downs with it. But as you said at the very beginning of it, man, we didn't get to 29 years just by giving up. Yeah. You got to you got to stay in there. Okay, here's this. Okay. Romans chapter 5 verses 1 through 5. Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations. And we don't want to do that. Knowing that tribulation works patience, and patience experience and experience hope. And hope makes not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. Yeah, absolutely. Not only comes from going through things and going through them with God. Yep. Take time, go through it, trust Him, and know that know that God believes in you. Mm-hmm. Um, he He trusts us. He wouldn't let you go through it if He didn't trust you. So, anyway, I guess we're gonna call this a wrap today. So, as your final words, I think it's that's it. All right. All right, hope to see you next time. God bless. Thank you for listening today. If anything you have heard today in this podcast has helped you, why don't you share it with someone you know, a friend or family member? And also consider rating and following us as well. Hope you have a great day. God bless you. Thank you.